taking our seat or our stand, finding a posture that allows your back to be upright yet relaxed. If you're in a chair, allowing your feet to be on the ground, feeling the contact of the floor underneath your feet and your bum on your chair. If you're on the floor, the contact of your legs, on your mat, bum on your cushion. Allowing your shoulders to fall away from your ears and tilting your chin slightly downward and allow the crown of your head to reach for the sky. Creating this intention of taking your Dharma seat dignified posture to witness life as it's moving through you this morning. And just for a moment, noticing any sensations that may be present in your body right now. Just being aware without any judgment or blame. Just noting what's present. You can even begin by doing a short body scan from the top of your head. down over your skull and face, your neck, shoulders, arms, hands, your torso, your hips, upper legs, knees, lower legs, ankles and feet. And whatever you discover in your scan that any sensation is totally okay. If you'd like, you can even bring a deep breath into an area that feels stressed or tense. Just create a little bit more space. And then just taking a moment to check in with your heart. If it's possible to be aware of any emotions or feelings that might be present for you this morning. It can be pleasant or unpleasant or neutral. and even find a sense of numbness even. That's totally okay.
Then bringing an awareness into your mind, noticing the quality of your mind this morning. Is it full of thoughts, planning, remembering? Or is there a bit of spaciousness and ease in your mind? Or a little of both? And whatever you find there is totally okay. This morning we'll focus on thoughts in our experience as we practice. And just to know or remember that it's just the nature of mind to think thoughts. It's just what it does, it's its job. And so often in our lives we find ourselves getting caught up in the thoughts or attaching to thoughts and following the thoughts into story that takes us away from being in the present moment. And so what we're cultivating here through this practice is being able to notice when we're thinking thoughts. And you can even label the thoughts just thinking, thinking. And then just gently and kindly come back to your anchor. Be it breath, body sensation, or sound. often use this analogy of practice as like house training a puppy where the puppy is your mind and the paper is the present moment. And your little puppy is gonna wander off probably a thousand or so times during one sit even. And you just gently and kindly bring the puppy back to the paper your mind back to the present moment. Come back to your anchor and stabilize a bit until your mind inevitably goes off into thought again. You just gently bring it back. So I'll just keep the instructions that simple. Just notice when you've wandered off into thought and just bring it back. And at the same time, you'll be cultivating patience and forgiveness and beginning again. It's okay. There's a deep conditioning in all of us to think and follow our thoughts. What we're doing here is being masters of our minds. And being able to remember that we have choice to either follow or come back to the present moment.
So notice when your mind has wandered off, bring it back gently with kindness. Come back to your anchor. See where you go.
you notice your mind being overwhelmed by thoughts, you might try opening your eyes and looking outside or opening up to the room just to create a bigger container and see if the thoughts may dissipate a bit and then come back. If you've got a bit of steadiness and stability in your practice and you notice thoughts arising, just see if you can just watch them. And just as if you were looking at a sky full of clouds and the thoughts were just clouds moving through the sky. Not needing to attach or put a story to the thought, just allowing it to move through you.
Where is your mind in this moment? If it's wandered off into thought, just gently and kindly bring it back. You can always start again.
in these last few minutes, just be aware of how you're relating to your experience. Is there any aversion or is there some spaciousness and ease? And as we close this formal practice period, see if you can just appreciate yourself for however this sit unfolded for you. No need to judge or blame it. It's all a practice and it the more that we can be patient with ourselves and just appreciate that we're sitting is enough. So just take a minute or two to stretch and create a little space in your bodies.
So we have um, some time for questions. Yes, Carolyn. It's almost like this experience of like to be able to survive, you had to like kind of become an iceberg, right? And the iceberg is kind of thawing now. And um, so there's like this real fragility, as you describe it, that's there. And what I've found to be helpful for me is to, um, I think I may have mentioned this in some of my small groups where, you know, it's really knowing like where I end and where someone else begins. And so um, I know that feeling of like, oh, you know, like there's been these situations where, you know, I'm trying to come out of a driveway, say out of a gas station or something, and there's this traffic there and someone just pulls up like right in front of me. And say it were like a man, I'm like, oh, you have so much privilege, you think you're entitled <laughs> to like, you know, be right there in front of me in the driveway. And so what I really got was like how much suffering I experienced. Like the person has like no idea I'm pissed off, right? Like the people in the movie theater have no idea you're feeling annoyed and aggravated, but it's, it's happening inside of you. And so what I really came to realize is like, wow, um, I'm actually suffering. It's me that's suffering from this. It's not that anyone is actually doing something to me. It's my... Um, relationship to what's happening and so I just had to like just give myself a lot of space around that and almost the mantra that I keep going through now is like everybody is doing the best they can and I think sometimes for those of us who've been in marginalized groups or oppressed groups have to kind of like, wow, this is my practice in this lifetime, is to become more patient, forgiving, loving, and kind. Because I have no control over anyone else around me. So if I can be that, then I can tolerate or even accept what's happening around me. And it's not to say I put up with it, you know, it's not to say, oh, we're going to just keep shooting black men or black people or brown people or whatever. But I don't have to keep sort of dying inside each time, you know, something happens. So, does that kind of dress? Hmm. So that permeability that you found underneath, it's almost like how can we 
not be so permeable? Like, how can I not so much allow external experience to get to me without being impermeable, like totally blocked off or armored? But, um, yeah, like, how can I take care of myself? And if it means moving or if it means being courageous enough to say, you know, I'm really trying to, like, focus on the movie, do you be willing to, you know, quiet down? I mean, it takes, it's risky, right? It takes a lot of courage. But ultimately, in this life, it's all about taking risks and to, um, to speak our truth. And there's these four universal principles that I think I brought up in one of the groups by this teacher named Anjali Zarian, who talks about, like, the way to show up in the world is to show up, pay attention, speak your truth or be your truth without blame or judgment, and let go of the outcome and be open to outcome. So to show up, to just be there, be who you are, pay attention, notice what's going on inside of you and what's happening around you. To speak your truth, to like just be yourself and trust that that's okay, to build up the courage and faith to know that that's okay. And then once you do that, it's like, it's on other people how they're going to respond. But I've found over and over again, the more I'm able to just fully be myself, um, it's like what other people think doesn't affect me as much anymore. Whereas my life earlier, was, it was all about what other people thought of me. And uh, I said this in one of the groups that, uh, you know, what other people think of me is none of my business. So, um, so it's a practice. So it's taking care of the aggravation and the annoyance. Um, sometimes it means confronting someone, you know, like this is the impact of what your behavior is. It's not making them bad or anything. It's like behavior is something you can change. Who they are is something you can't change. But it's, you know, an, often a request to, you know, would you be willing to? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tiffany. So it's like all, you know, having compassion for other, but also honoring like what's going on for you as well at the same time. Like you both can have, you know, both things can happen at the same time, coexist. Yeah, Eric. Ignorance is bliss, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's kind of the thing about once you get on this path of being aware and mindful, it's um, like the jig is up. Like you're constantly like, you can't get off of it. Like, oh my God, I know that I'm not supposed to do that, but I know that I'm doing it. And so I'll eat the third donut or whatever, you know. But, um, but yeah, it's, you know, and, and sometimes we just kind of have to give ourselves a break. Like, you know, numb out for a bit and, you know, to to be engaged like 24-7 is exhausting. So it's like, you know, why you go on vacation or why you just kind of just chill out and sometimes have to, I, you know, will veg out on Facebook or whatever and three hours will go by. I'm like, wow, you know, that's a long time, but I don't have to feel bad about it. (laughs) It's like, it, it happened, so it's okay. But yeah, it's intense. Yeah, yeah. So just noticing, it's like, okay, 
you know, am I not wanting to be here because it's too much, you know, and then you titrate your experience a bit, uh, or like, am I just trying to like avoid something? So, I trust your practice enough to know that you'll know which one is which. Yeah. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> it's your meditation. I'm just offering you suggestions, you know, as you go along. So, like, if you notice, like, there's some stability, like, in your practice, like, it's not like a jumbled or busy mind, and it's like, and a thought will come up, and it's like, oh, hey, look at that, you know, it's like a bubble, and it'll burst, and you know, so like, it's kind of like being more, more of an open awareness, you know. Um, and so the, like, if you notice your mind going off and you bring it back, it's, it's more like a, a stabilizing or concentrating sort of practice. But if your mind is already like, concentrated, and then like, these thoughts come up, and it's like, oh, yeah, look, there's that thought. I'm not going to attach to it. Or it's just like, oh, there's another one. You know? And so you kind of become a little bit unidentified with it. It's just like, wow, it's just coming through me. I'm not even generating them. It's just, it's just happening. Look at that. So... So however you, so you're going to feel into like what your practice is. Let me find a female. There you go. Quinn. Those are all my previous relationships. <laughs> um, yeah. So it it's, continues to be a practice, right, of more acceptance and uh, greater communication and understanding. Um, is there a particular aspect of, like, what's difficult about being someone that's not on the same path? think it's possible. I think it's as open as you're willing to be. You know, it's probably as much as they're being who they are. To me, like, relationship is about, um, it's not about being able to, like, do things together all the time or being able to uh, have everything in common all the time. I think it makes it more interesting when there are these differences, you know, that we have to work with. And like, so I said, you know, I met Wendy through a retreat, but, you know, she's not someone who comes to retreats or practices, you know. Quite honestly, she, I need to go on retreat. She's fine, you know. <laughs> and when I will, you know, sort of get off on something, you know, she'll just say to me really gently, you know, sweetie, remember, you practice, you know. And uh, so I think it is very workable. I think it's, it's really about noticing how much um, we're projecting and wanting something to be or wanting someone to be a certain way. Um, it's the second noble truth, right? It's like we suffer because we want things other than they are. So the practice then is like, what would it be if you just accepted your partner as they are? And you get to be yourself and do your thing and go on retreats or whatever and your partner can do whatever frees their heart. It doesn't have to look like this or feel like this. 
Um, my teacher Eric Kolvig talks about how in relationship, um, the main goal of a relationship is to support someone in being free, whatever that looks like. And for me, in our relationship, you know, it's like, if one of us is not happy and if we've tried to work it out, but being in relationship is not going to ultimately bring happiness to that person, then we have to let it go. To me, that's really what love is. So I be able to love you enough that I can let you go. So you can be happy. So um, I have some announcements. Um, walking practice it's a great thing <laughs> so you know coming from and the way the schedule is um, is out there is you know it's a continuous practice and so um, this is really your last full day of noble silence and and practicing so really um, give yourself to it and really encouraging um, you all to take on the walking practice as much as possible you know, we're heading towards the end of the retreat, so we really want to keep the integrity of this container tight. You know, and so to reiterate the importance of the noble silence in honoring, you know, each other's solitude in community. So please, you know, refrain from speaking to each other, um, because if, t- if some folks are speaking, other people see that, and it just generates a lot of dukkha <laughs> all around. Um, And just to let you know, our beloved Sarah will be leaving this evening. Um, So just to keep her in your heart space and just so much gratitude to have you with us here on this retreat. Thank you, dear. So we'll be going into uh, groups. There are groups at 10 o'clock and 11.15 this morning. If you weren't seen yesterday, you more than likely will be seen today. So please check the message boards and arrive to your group meetings on time. So have a great day. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.